The definition of mayhem should be Jason Miller. The fighter who is known for his wild antics both inside and outside of MMA has truly become one of the sport's most interesting characters. But most of this went unseen as it happened outside of the UFC. So how good was Mayhem Miller actually? Hey guys, it's Keon and today we're going to talk about Jason Nicholas Miller who is better known as Mayhem. This was a highly requested video so I'm happy to finally deliver on it. Because in my opinion, I think his personality overshadowed his skills as a fighter. Before we get to it, shout out to the undisputed members of my Patreon. Not only do they get a shout out before each video but they also get early access and video to my event recaps which you can listen to on the Keon Kamara podcast and that's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and SoundCloud. The best part about this is that all the money from my Patreon goes to charity so please join for these benefits as it can help people who really need it right now. Now let's get to it. Mayhem began his MMA career on April 10th 1998 at the age of 17. He trained in Taekwondo and wrestling. He won his first five fights and also defeated Todd Carney to win the ISCF East Coast Middleweight Championship. Four months later, he fought Chael Sonnen. Chael was a superior wrestler in this fight as he secured takedowns with ease and maintained top control. Even when Mayhem finally secured a takedown, he got reversed. His performance handed Chael the unanimous decision. Following his first pro loss, he picked up three wins on the local circuit before fighting Todd Carney for a second time. After throwing some kicks, Mayhem shot for the takedown but ended up getting caught in a guillotine choke which put him to sleep. The rubber match between the two went down six months later and this time Mayhem's ISCF East Coast Middleweight Championship was on the line. And it was easily defended as he dominated the fight by taking Todd down and attempting an armbar before throwing ground and pound that forced a towel to be thrown in. After this win, Mayhem fought at Extreme Challenge 50 where he had two fights in one night. Although he defeated Dennis Kang in the first fight, he lost his second one to Tim Kennedy which seemed pretty even on the feet before Tim took over with his wrestling. This gave Kennedy the unanimous decision win. In June of 2003, Mayhem fought Jay Buck. This was a very close fight as Jay secured a takedown and threw ground and pound that opened up a cut. But Mayhem returned the favor when he did the same in the second. And even though Jay took the fight down again in the third, it was Mayhem who was close to finishing the fight with a rear naked choke. After three rounds, he won the fight by split decision. Following this win, he beat Mark Longworth by submission before fighting Sean Taylor in September of 2003. As always, Mayhem opened the fight with kicks before securing the takedown, attempting a rear naked choke, and throwing shots from the top. In the second, Mayhem attempted a guillotine, a triangle choke, an armbar, and a triangle armbar before settling for the triangle choke that put Sean to sleep. One month later, he fought Egan Inoue. Although Mayhem tried to lock up a leg, Egan got out and was very close to securing a Kimura. But Mayhem managed to roll out of it, which was wild. But Egan remained on top where he threw heavy ground ground and pound. Luckily for Mayhem, he survived by reversing Egan and began throwing ground and pound of his own. In the second, Egan came out strong on the feet before being taken down. And although he reversed the position for a moment, Mayhem did the same and ended up taking Egan's back where he threw punches until the end of the round. The fight ended before the start of the third as Egan could no longer continue due to a broken rib. After capturing the Super Brawl welterweight title against Ronald June and defeating Joshua Hancock by unanimous decision, Mayhem made his UFC debut on April 16, 2005. His opponent was George St. Pierre who at this time had a record of 8-1. Although Mayhem most definitely won the walkout, it was GSP who put on a dominant performance that saw him as the aggressor on the feet and on the ground. After 3 rounds, he won by unanimous decision. Back in Super Brawl, Mayhem fought Mark Moreno. He threw knees in the clinch before taking Moreno down where he threw more knees to the body and punches. Near the end of the round, Mayhem locked in an armbar while throwing a shaka sign for the Hawaiian crowd. It was a really cool finish that also won him the Super Brawl North American welterweight title. Before his next fight, he vacated the title to fight at middleweight against Falanico Vitale. 
It was a competitive first round that saw Mayhem take the fight down, throw ground and pound, and attempt submissions. But once the fight got back up, Vitale started to connect with his punches before he sunk in a rear naked choke. Yet somehow, Mayhem escaped and made it to the next round where he took Vitale down and submitted him with a rear naked choke of his own. Seven months later, he fought at heavyweight against Stefan Gamlin. Despite the huge difference in size, Mayhem took Stefan down, threw knees to his body, and finished him off with an arm triangle. His next fight was a light heavyweight bout on a World Fighting Alliance card against Lodun Sincade. Mayhem connected with knees before taking the fight down where he tried to lock in a rear naked choke. Although Sincade reversed the position for a moment, Mayhem escaped and got a hold of another rear naked choke, but this time it forced a tap. After this win, he fought for the Icon Sport Middleweight Championship against Robbie Lawler. Mayhem controlled most of the first round by connecting with punches, kicks, and knees. But in the second, Robbie almost finished the fight with punches and soccer kicks. But Mayhem survived, and in the third, he secured the takedown before locking in an arm triangle choke, thus making him the Icon Sport middleweight champ. His first title defense was against Frank Trigg. Mayhem, who was the favorite, looked good early by connecting with his kicks and searching for the rear naked choke. But Frank connected with the right hand that stunned Mayhem, and from there, he threw a barrage of punches and soccer kicks. When the two got back up, Frank took it back to the floor again. In the third, Mayhem's takedowns were denied, and this led to him being picked apart on the feet before being finished on the ground with punches and kicks. In March of 2007, he fought Hector Urbina. It took Mayhem 71 seconds to hurt Hector on the feet before finishing him on the floor with knees and punches. Following this win, he fought Hiromitsu Miura at WEC 27. It was a closely contested bout that saw both men connect on the feet and take the other down, but Mayhem took home the decision win most likely due to his submission attempts. On December 15, 2007, he fought Tim Kennedy for a second time. Although Mayhem stunned Tim early with a kick and a punch, Kennedy controlled the rest of the round with his wrestling. He did the same early in the second and was even close to securing a rear naked choke. But Mayhem reversed the position and from there he took over the rest of the fight both on the ground and on the feet. His performance was enough to win by unanimous decision. Five months later, Mayhem made his debut in Japanese fighting promotion Dream where he fought Katsuyori Shibata. It was another classic Mayhem performance that saw him throw knees before bringing the fight down where he mounted Shibata and gave a peace sign to the crowd, which has since become an iconic image in the sport. Mayhem ultimately ended the fight with ground and pound. His next fight was against Ronaldo Jacare Souza. Jacare was dominant everywhere in this fight and for the most part, Mayhem was just trying to survive. After two 5 minute rounds, Jacare won by unanimous decision. Regardless of the loss, Mayhem became a host for an MTV show called Bully Beatdown where bullies get the chance to fight pro MMA fighters for $10,000. I recommend you watch clips of this show because it was really entertaining. Back in Hawaii, Mayhem fought Kala House. Mayhem secured the takedown before throwing ground and pound and finishing the fight off with the rear naked choke. Back in Japan, he fought for the vacant dream middleweight title against Ronaldo Jacare Souza. But unfortunately, Mayhem did not win the belt, and neither did Jacare. After the two traded punches, kicks, and knees in the clinch, Mayhem caught a kick by Jacare and tripped him to the mat. From there, he threw an illegal soccer kick which opened up a cut on Jacare's forehead. Although the fight continued for a bit afterwards, it fully got stopped once the doctors concluded that the cut was too big. No one won the belt and the decision became a no contest for both men. Mayhem's next fight was for the vacant Strikeforce Middleweight Championship. His opponent was Jake Shields. Although Mayhem was the aggressor on the feet, secured a few takedowns and almost won the fight by rear naked choke, Shields was dominant with his grappling throughout this fight and this was enough for him to win by unanimous decision. On April 17th, 2010, Mayhem fought Tim Stout. It was another dominant performance by Mayhem who threw kicks, secured the takedown and finished Tim with ground and pound. But the bigger story of the night was after the main event when winner Jake Shields 
was doing his post-fight interview and Mayhem came in demanding a rematch. This led to a huge fight in the cage that also had the Diaz brothers involved. This incident has famously become known as the Nashville Brawl. Five months later, Mayhem fought Kazushi Sakuraba. He put on an impressive performance against the Japanese legend as he outstruck him on the feet and on the ground before securing the arm triangle choke. In April of 2011, Mayhem signed a multi-fight deal with the UFC. His first fight was against Michael Bisping and prior to their bout, the two were coaches on the 14th season of The Ultimate Fighter. In the fight, Mayhem secured a takedown early but Bisping got back up and began to take over the fight with his striking. Michael finished the fight on the floor via ground and pound in the third round. At UFC 146, Mayhem fought CB Dalloway. Prior to the fight, Mayhem said he would retire if he lost to Dalloway. And although he looked good early by stunning CB with a right hand, he ended up getting taken down which led to his left knee getting injured. For the remainder of the fight, CB controlled Mayhem with his wrestling and that was enough for him to win by unanimous decision. One day after the loss, the UFC released Mayhem after he got in a confrontation with site coordinator Burt Watson over his walkout outfit. Although he said he would retire after losing to Dalloway, Mayhem came back 4 years later and fought Matthias Schiavolin in Italian MMA promotion, Venator FC. The fight was held at the catchweight of 207 pounds. Mayhem won the first round by clinching Mattia against the cage and securing a takedown where he threw punches from above. He was also looking good in the second before gassing out. This led to Mattia dropping Mayhem with punches before locking in the rear naked choke. This was the last time Mayhem fought and considering it's been 4 years since then, I think it's safe to say that he will no longer be fighting. So after going 28-10 with one no contest in a career that saw him become the ISCF East Coast middleweight, Super Bowl welterweight, and Icon middleweight champion, how good was Mayhem Miller actually? You would expect a guy with the nickname Mayhem to be a brawler who stands and bangs with his opponents. But instead we saw a very skilled fighter with a high fight IQ. His game plan was to throw strikes, secure the takedown and throw ground and pound before locking in the submission. And even though that sounds very predictable, most of his opponents were unable to stop it from happening. Even if they did for a moment, Mayhem was able to overcome the adversity and get back on track. His durable chin and defense on the ground made it difficult for his opponents to finish him. I mean, to not get submitted by either Jacare or Jake Shields is very impressive. He was very good at throwing knees in the clinch and on top position. He also threw some really nice kicks. But what was even more impressive was how he fought with so much style and excitement. His walkouts, interviews, and mid-fight antics will forever be ingrained in the minds of MMA fans who saw it. But the issue was that not many did. And the reason why is because he spent the majority of his prime years in the wrong promotions. Imagine if he stayed with the UFC or better yet, imagine if he fought in Pride. We already saw how popular he got when he was fighting in Dream. But had he built his career in Pride, I believe his popularity would have been even bigger than what it is now which is still pretty huge considering that most of the promotions he fought for are no longer around. That's why I'd give his MMA career an 8 out of 10. For him to get the publicity and attention that he did without really fighting in major MMA promotions is something that not many can do. Yes, not all of the publicity was positive as he had his share of issues outside of the sport, but right now he seems to be in a good place and I hope it continues to stay that way for him. Because he's someone who brought so much fun into MMA. And even though it wasn't on the biggest stage, Jason Miller truly caused mayhem wherever he went. My name is Keon and this is my take on how good Mayhem Miller actually was. Do you agree, disagree, or have something else to add? Please put it in the comments down below because I love to read it. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel for more content like this. But that's all I have for now, so I'll see you on my next one.